1: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, you guys? I know you're excited about this week's episode, but before we get into all of that, I really want to quickly tell you about HelloFresh, which is America's number one meal kit. Now you can skip the grocery store and spend more time soaking up the last of the summer sun. HelloFresh Market is a one-stop shop for all your mealtime needs with a curated selection of quick breakfasts, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. Getting back into the fall season can be busy, but weeknights can be made so much easier with foolproof step-by-step recipes ready in around 30 minutes or even less. I tried HelloFresh for the first time about a week ago. I was traveling and I came home and they were at my doorstep, which this has honestly become a game changer for me because it is so easy while still being really delicious and nutritious. I am going back to the office a lot now and HelloFresh has these incredible lunches as well, like the Mediterranean Power Bowls. I just ordered some of those to bring with me to the office so that I don't have to make a lunch in the morning. And now that I'm traveling a ton, I think this might become my new go-to. Too. So you guys go to hellofresh.com beach 16 and use code beach 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Go to hellofresh.com beach 16 and use code beach 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Trust me, you guys, you are going to want to check out America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh.
0: we were the first season so we'd be like no and they'd be like oh okay no problem
2: oh really damn you're good at saying no i
1: never remember saying no hold on a second i didn't feel like i could
2: Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to Back to the Beach with Kristen and Stephen. I'm, of course, Stephen Coletti, and I'm looking and I'm... at
1: <laughs> Kristen Cavallari. Hello, <laughs>
2: there she is. We are very excited about today's episode because mm. we have
1: our first guest. Yes, very
2: exciting, Mr. Trey Phillips. You you will recognize him as the AYA, Active Young American, unique hat wearing, longboarding, <laughs> Laguna teenager who was. Wise beyond his years, I have to say. Very. He made us look like morons, unintentionally. <laughs> Trey is a very sweet, <laughs> polite guy. Uh, like, he actually, he agreed to come on this podcast immediately, which was, which was very cool. Didn't have to pull some strings or beg him to come on. He was down. But yeah, I mean, you see it in the show. This, this, he is thinking beyond his years much more than what we were prioritizing at that point in our life. Right.
1: definitely and you guys have remained really close so i think reaching out to him and having him come on was was very easy for you i haven't spoken to him in years so i'm very excited to talk to him and actually see his face and just catch up
2: all right well let's waste no time let's welcome in our first guest mr trey phillips
0: thank you for having me Yay, both of you guys. Trey.
1: i'm so excited to chat we haven't really spoken in years i know we saw each other briefly about a year ago yeah. Filming in our little Laguna Beach reunion, but you look great, and I'm really excited to be able to catch up.
0: Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you both. Gosh, it's so good to see both of these friendly faces. Long time.
2: Yeah. Trey, do you remember Uh-oh. the last time you were in the same place with Kristen? Because I, I think I saw you like two months
0: ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been too long. I can tell you that. Way too yeah. long. Maybe... Yep.
2: VMAs way back in the day? One of those?
1: It had to have been. Fuck, that's a long time <laughs> ago.
0: No, it can't be.
1: I know. It's actually sad when you think about it like that. But you guys have obviously remained really close, right? So, Stephen, you just said you guys saw each other a couple months ago. How often do you actually see each other?
2: I mean, still not enough. You're usually back maybe once in the summer and once over the holidays. Yeah, We get to see each other then. And then I've also seen you out in Europe once or twice, which is full circle moment for us because when we were very young before MTV came around, one of my first times to Europe, you were going to, well, you were living in France yeah. with your parents. You're going to an international school out there. And I came out to visit on my spring break with Bernie and man, wow. a couple of 16 year olds <laughs> in Paris. Let me tell you, we could order <laughs> drinks on our own. We could grab a cigarette. We thought oh, we were man. so cool.
0: I'm not sure I even told you guys that that we, that I could do that. So when you guys got there, I just pulled out a cigarette and ordered a beer, and you guys were like, Our just hit
2: the floor?" <laughs> and yep, you just smirked and you're like, "You could do this." <laughs> I remember you. you were so great. Like Jonathan and I are coming from you know Little Laguna Beach, where we've got you know surf shorts and and shirts, and and there's no no fashion you know forward uh, anything whatsoever. But you opened up your closet to us and you had some scarves and some nice leather jackets. <laughs> and so there is a picture which I need to find and I hopefully you have it too and we'll get it out for everyone to see. But there's a picture of me, or actually maybe maybe we don't want this out, Trey. Should I not mention it? Well, yeah, do. <laughs> we do, we the, do. There's a picture. Now you have yeah, right. To. There's a picture of Trey and myself and our friend, Bernie, who we call, who's Jonathan uh, on the show. Uh, you see a couple of times, he was on the golf team with me. We're on, at the top of the Eiffel Tower we're wearing some sort of fancy sunglasses that you had in our leather jackets and scarves, all three of us. And it is a priceless picture. Yeah, we
0: did I all of this. That stuff. So you, for a lot of those pictures, you had to hide into your beds. Your mom would never find the pictures of us smoking a hookah. That's right. Appears, like...
2: <laughs> That's right. That's in the lockbox. That's totally true.
1: Trey, you were ahead of your times as far as fashion. But also, what I've really picked up from watching the first three episodes is you were so mature and so wise beyond your years and at the time I didn't realize it because like most high school girls I was so wrapped up in myself but you had so much depth to you. And now watching the show back, I'm like, God, I really respect you. And I really th- think you were such a cool guy. And you've done some amazing things, which I wanna get into, but you were way ahead of the times, my friend. I mean,
0: the times still haven't caught up to me. Have you seen that one sleeve t shirt? I mean, come on, we're all gonna catch up. <laughs> oh, man, armbands.
2: We've got, we've got a lot of points to talk about there, but I think what would be nice to give some context let's go before Laguna. And and I think, and why I was even visiting you out in Paris, as we just spoke about is you're, you were going to an international school for a year, but you know, I often tell people about how unique your story is. And I think what formed you in the way you are is how you were raised with your parents and and you were homeschooled a lot and you traveled around a lot. And it gave you this immense perspective and culture that I think is really wonderful. And it's hard for somebody in high school because the other kids, their brains are so far from that as we're all wrapped up in ourselves. So, Talk a little bit about how you were raised and, and where you bounced around before you ended up, you know, junior and senior year in Laguna.
0: Well, I mean, I think the long story short is that I'm the youngest of five. So I have two older brothers, two older sisters, and they're quite a bit older than me. And I come from a mixed family, which is a total strength as far as I'm concerned, which we're really happy about. But by the time my parents had me, they had started their own business, started from nothing, and just like realized that they wanted to travel the world. So they kind of just figured it out together. And then I was just part of the equation. So anytime they wanted to go do something, like when I was eight years old, we moved to Costa Rica for six months and they didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of went with it. And so I was homeschooled growing up all the way through until I got to high school with a couple of pops into middle school. I was like a homeschool kid who came into middle school and Stephen was like a cool kid. Who looked out for me because you know I was definitely I, I was a novice of no, being dude, around other kids, which yeah, you were around that, that environment
2: and you were yeah. you were an individual who didn't care what everyone thought about him. You did exactly what you want to do, which is well beyond your years in middle school and high school. We should also point out that you and I actually did meet when we were five or six years old. We were in kindergarten together. We lived not too far from each oh, other in Laguna, so We met at the bus stop at a very young age, and we did a couple days with this one teacher, who shall not be named, and both of our moms spoke about it and said, you know what, we're not staying with this teacher. I was getting moved to the other elementary school and your mom just straight took you out and started homeschooling you. I eventually I pitched a fit, was like, no, I want to be back at the other school. Cause there's this like kind of this this El Moro versus top of the world, the two elementary schools. Oh. There was this little battle and I wanted to be at top of the world because I didn't want to be an El Moron over there at El Moro. <laughs> <laughs> they would they would they would call they would call us top of the toilet, that yeah. was their, that was their uh, get back. their
0: yeah,
2: that's true. Uh, we're like, well, you're at the bottom of the toilet where it's worse. That was yeah. our
0: comeback.
2: <laughs> anyways, so we Trey sure and I remember. did meet at a very young age. So I knew him through all these years and was also blessed to be able to experience some of these things with him, visit him, come over to his house, who his parents are incredibly lovely people who have one of the most beautiful houses in Laguna. And they took me in as, a, as another you know, kid of their own. And... Uh, Those memories are are so fun. But so, yeah, you're going in and out. Middle school, you were one semester out, one semester in. And then high school, you go to France, right? That's right. And that was an international school? Or what was the deal Yeah, it was
0: international school. And I'll tell you, when we were freshmen, you know, we would throw little sneaky parties. And, like, we would go join parties and, like, try and hide in the background with all the older kids. And then when the cops would come, we'd run. (laughs) And then when I got to France, the first day of school, I was like, I don't know anybody here. Chemistry is in French. I don't even know French, let alone chemistry. <laughs> like, And there wow. was this Danish kid in the class. His name was Thomas. So nice. So nice. And he spoke English. And he's like, hey, you want to get a coffee after school? I said, yeah. We went down to the cafe and we sat down. And he goes, do you want a beer? And I said, what? You can order that? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, Dubia s'il vous plaît. And I looked at him and I was like, dude, you're going to get us busted. And he goes, <laughs> What are you oh. talking about?
2: <laughs> wow. So what he, an he, people weren't seeing this. He, Trey was uh, imitating
0: someone lighting up a cig, very all French,
2: very casual. <laughs> that was brilliant. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. So that, yeah. that
0: definitely, that was a, going from high school in Laguna, getting thrown into like a place where a 15 year old kid is treated like an adult. I think that helped me jump you know, a few levels in the adulthood to some degree. I was still a 15-year-old kid.
2: Yeah. And then you had junior and senior year the whole year, right, at Laguna Beach High School. Yeah. And we'll get to the whole MTV of it all. But just to get (laughs) up to speed, after you get out of high school, you go up to Bard College. And where did you go from there to get you to London?
0: The short of it is, like when I I was in high school, I was sewing and I was like, I had uh, a little creative crew that we would do things with. But I never thought in a million years that that was something that I would do. My interest was human rights. So I went to school in upstate New York at a school called Bard College. At the time, it was the only school in the country that had a major in human rights. So it was like, that's where I'm going. And I loved it, you know, eventually became like captain of the rugby team and, you know, got to do all these things that I never could do if I went to a big school. And that was really fun. But ultimately, I think that there was something that was drawing me to making things with my hands. And I think I was a little isolated out there. And I just decided that I needed to take a step back and dropped out of school and tried to start a sunglasses company and tried to start a hack company and like totally fell on my face, like learned a ton of like valuable lessons. Basically, I learned I didn't know as much as I probably should. So then I went back to school for it. <laughs> so Smart. Yeah. Wow.
2: And so from there, you eventually you went to
0: Vera Wang, right? Landed a job there. Yeah. Graduated. I got a job. It was right in 2010, which for all you youngins who are listening to in 2008, the world ended (laughs) and nobody was hiring anybody. So in 2010, they were starting to come back and hire some people. And I was lucky enough to get a job at Vera Wang, which was crazy because my senior thesis was like robotic fashion. I was surprised I even got the job, but maybe they saw something, which was really nice. And so I worked there for seven years after
1: what was your role at Vera
0: Wang? I was a designer so for the Ready to Wear collections, oh, wow. all the runway shows and all that stuff. She has the most incredible sample rooms in New York. I mean, they do essentially do American couture, which is like a wedding gowns, but they don't call it couture because it's wedding gown, you know, it's a bridal show. But I got to be involved in all the work that goes on there and during that time. And it was like so educational and incredible. The skills that you learn in those sample rooms. And that was an amazing experience. And working with Vera herself, she's, you know, she's an icon. She's incredible. She's so, such a savvy person and just an amazing businesswoman. And, you know, to have develop a personal relationship with her, I really appreciated and admired her.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah,
2: you got so then you got swooped up by somebody you had went to college with? Yeah, mean... my
0: boy Michael Halpern, anybody else out there. It's halpernstudio.com. He created a thesis collection when he was out at Central Saint Martins, which is one of the most esteemed graduate programs for fashion. And I remember I took a week off vacation at Vera to just like go help him with his first show. And then I did the same for later for helping him out at different times. And just it was just about helping my friend out who was starting his own thing. And I was so excited for him. I saw the vision, immediately understood, and like saw the value in it. And I think the rest of the world did too. And so he blew up and brought me in over to London. And the rest has just been an amazing tale of European adventure. It's been so cool being in Europe getting to do what I love to do which is fashion and sort of being close to the epicenter we're just having Italy close where all the fabrics are made and being you know London is an amazing culture for fashion because they're so supportive of young designers in New York it's very like if something's really out there people are like but is it going to sell and London just goes cool I like that <laughs> it's out there <laughs> um, so that's what's been nice about that yeah
2: if you guys are um, listening and, and you don't follow Trey on Instagram, you need to follow him and check out some of the stuff that they've done. It is beautiful stuff. It is, um, yeah, walking art. How did you put it in the episode, the fashion episode? We just watched this. You said something about art. Oh, fashion is wearable art. I mean, the, the yeah. seed was planted then, and yeah. here you are today. You've done some amazing things, and uh, it's it's awesome to see you excel in that field and uh, the stuff that you guys do. So uh, congrats, man. It's a really, really
0: beautiful thing. Thank you for all out there who are listening. I am bright red. I'm thinking about how I, how I said like expressions like art
2: like no man you No, it
1: was so great though it was so great you come off Ugh.
2: mature and, and wise beyond your years yeah. and and let me tell you just you, you just remember that you were not me in the show so everything is just fine
1: <laughs> yeah could have been okay. way worse uh, I,
0: you know you guys are saying that and i appreciate <laughs> that but i think all of us are watching ourselves like we're hearing our own voices on an answering machine like do i really sound
2: like that, that you know, like that's what i yeah, yeah like, that's what i i was trying to relate to the audience and i was like you know what it's like is like imagine we, we all hate listening to our, our own voices on, it, on yeah. a voicemail imagine doing that over and over again uh, and having video attached to it
0: yeah
1: okay you guys i am back to talk to you one more time about america's number one meal kit hellofresh Steven has also tried it. Stephen, what were your thoughts?
2: Well, apparently I've been living under a rock for a long time because I have not had an at-home meal delivery service ever before. And, and I think I've seriously been missing out here. So I've got HelloFresh now. I'm all stocked up. Just recently, I had their white cheddar Wonder Burger. It came with some Old Bay broccoli, the little seasoning on there, which was delicious. Caramelized onions and a little special sauce. This was delicious. Uh, I got to the end of that meal and I was Yum. like, oh. I really have been missing out. So HelloFresh is very clutch, guys. I do recommend you checking it out.
1: Gear up for the busy fall season with 55-plus weekly options and take the stress out of meal planning and prepping. From family-friendly to fit and wholesome and even veggie, HelloFresh has tasty and nutritious meals sure to please everyone.
2: Guys, you heading out for one last vacation before summer's over? Update your delivery address and enjoy HelloFresh at your vacation destination with just a click. Plans are flexible, so they work with your changing schedule.
1: If you guys listened last week, you know that I got HelloFresh as soon as I came home from traveling. Well, my traveling is of course not slowing down anytime soon. So I actually just placed another order for when I get home from Las Vegas next week. It will be here the day I get home. And again, it's just so easy because I don't have to run out to the grocery store or pull food out of my freezer or even stop from the airport on my way home to get food. It's already there on my doorstep and it's ready to go and cleanup is minimal, which is amazing. Go to
2: HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts.
1: That's right, you guys. You're gonna wanna try America's number one meal kit.
2: Yeah, well, let's go back, man. It's time to go back in time a little <laughs> bit. And let's just see, you know, what you remember from those years, because, you know, it's been fun, obviously, sharing with Kristen uh, our different perspectives. and what remember. And it brings out yeah. all these crazy memories that we didn't know that we had. And so I just want to go back to the very beginning and, you know, how you got cast in the show and your audition. If you went on video, did you fill out the packet? What do you remember from that?
0: Well, funny story, Stephen, because I'm not sure if you remember this, but we came down to the quad after school and you were in line and we were like at the end of the line. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And you're like, MTV's here to film a show. And I was like, oh, like, what's this for? And they're like, oh, they're interviewing people. Like, okay. And so I think I stood in line with you from what I can remember. And then they handed you this fat packet. It was like 19 pages, and they took your picture, and you're like,
1: "Yes, okay."
0: And then you start looking, and you're like, "Who are your friends? What do you have to do?" Like it was like this deep profile thing, and I mean, it took it was a level of commitment that I asked myself five times when I was building out. Like, do I really want to do this? Like, what is this? Like (laughs) those red flags starting to pop up. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And then you get like I'm too far in, like I can't not finish. Like,
2: yeah. You were probably like, "Is it gonna be good for AYA? Like Active Young Americas?" You're like, "I could use this as a platform." I guarantee you. You were looking.
0: Hell no, dude! I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> not even thinking about that. Like, it came later. I'll give you that. Like, it came later for sure. It was like, "Wait, when you know, after like later on, when we were like, we were given the thumbs up or the thumbs down, it was like, wait, what do I want to do with this?"
1: So, what initially drew you to it, then? I, you
0: know, I don't. I don't. I, I thought I saw my friends in the line. During that time, MTV was the shit. It was so cool. Yeah, and MTV was at our our school, and we'd all watch the OC. I didn't really connect those dots, but it was an interest in our area. So I filled it out and I did it. They called me back, and like it was when they were still intertwined with the school. So when they did the callback, you went into like the principal's office, you know. So it yeah. felt very official. You probably felt protected in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is school sanctioned.
1: That's a good point.
0: Do you remember the first thing you filmed? God, I, that's a great question.
2: I have this memory where you and Polster and Dieter and myself and then Talon were walking down the road and it was remember it was weird that they they brought Talon in they were trying to yes. like oh so you can see like God. we're all friends yeah. and Talon was talking about wanting to go bowling he was actually he was being very casual about it and and was was playing along to his credit right you were trying to make it smooth but we were all kind of like this is so random like we would never hang out with Talon yeah. like why yeah. is he walking down the street with
0: us <laughs> we brought Talon. which i love Talon yeah. now but it's a uh yeah talent yeah. is great that was the first sense that you was like oh like they have an agenda we sort of had it in our head oh like they'll just follow us with cameras and we can do whatever we want to want to do steven you and i'd be having a normal conversation and be like would you mind asking steven about what happened between him and his fight with Kristen last night and i'd be like no yeah <laughs> 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 like i would never ask <laughs> him that thank you goodbye <laughs> yeah, also they didn't they did have a fight.
1: They've yeah, been broken it like, up for like three months. So you, what are you talking right. about? It? <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh, I know the forest conversations that you would never normally have. Oh, my
0: God. Well, Chrissy, you got to I mean, we were the first season. So we'd be like, no. And they'd be like, oh, okay, no problem. Oh,
2: really? Damn, you're good at saying no again.
1: I never remember saying Uh, no. Hold on a second. I didn't feel like I could.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we were kids.
1: Yeah,
2: it's interesting. You see in the first couple episodes as we're three in, you and I don't have those powwows where they would get my coworker at work who would eventually fold and say, what's it like juggling or like Jonathan Bernard, you know, even though he wasn't a main character and we were all golfing and you were there, they have this like little piece of us talking about how was Lauren at the fashion show. That's what they wind up using. So, I mean, kudos to you, man. Again, wise beyond your years, you were able to say no at appropriate yeah. times. And like, even when you're, when you're setting up the fashion show, you're like, Oh, we're going to go up. And I figured I'd invite LC because she's in, you know into fashion and we don't talk about, are you cool with that, or is Kristen going to be cool? Like you didn't go into that. So, yeah. man, thank you by the way. <laughs> I, should, I should thank you because yeah, wow. there are some actually some nice moments where we they don't have to wedge in yeah. this, you know, Stephen, Lauren, and Kristen triangle, and and you know we could just talk because now that I've learned, you said no. Bravo. I mean,
1: we should have been taking notes from you this whole time, Trey. Right? Because. To your point, Steven, I mean, you guys were so close that those conversations, if they were to happen, would have naturally been between the yeah. two of you. And what you're saying is that because Trey was like, I'm not going to go nope. down this road. They had to get all these other random people to have that conversation. <laughs> My mind is actually kind of blown about
2: that. Me too. <laughs> oh, man. Well, these are the kind of things that we were hoping to uncover as we go down through the episodes. And one thing we should talk about, because we did, you know, we filmed a couple times at your house. How did your parents feel about you being on the show and just the response or at least as far as what once the show came out
0: you know for how seriously i was like they asked me to talk about this and i don't want to you know i was always sort of like my defenses were up my parents were just like just chill you know, enjoy, like, (laughs) so when they saw they had the best party house in Laguna, they were like, (laughs) (laughs) being funny about it, you know, they just, they were the ones who were just like, just go with it, it's fine, so I have to thank them for like, not being too serious about it, and now, I'm sure they never would have let me do that, back then, you could get away with it, you could have parties, it could be nationally broadcast, and like, you don't have to worry about people suing you, or anything like that, so. Yeah, I mean, they were in a place where they could... That's
1: a different world now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a different thing now. And thank God that we had that time, because that was fun.
1: When she moved back to her hometown, Gia never expected to run into Jack. But when she sees him at the local dive bar, she finds herself drawn to him all over again. Want to know what happens next? Or maybe you want to know a whole lot more. Check out this sexy story and many more on Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Hear the sexy voices of Serenus J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster. Luke Cook, and many others in stories like you've never heard before. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. Maybe you're a mom just trying to survive summer right now and you need to just pop in your headphones and take a few minutes just to yourself. Well, Dipsy is for you. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to DipsyStories.com beach. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsea slash beach. com slash beach. All right, you guys, I'm so excited because I finally got my Embark results back for my dog Kona. But before we get into that, do you know what kind of dog you have? Because it turns out 72% of dog owners actually don't. You can decode the mystery of your pup with an Embark dog DNA test. I love my dog Kona. She is truly like my fourth child. And so I am really excited that I've been working with Embark because... They allow pet parents to learn more about their dog's health insights and their breed mix with the highest rated dog DNA test on the market. So right away, I would like to thank EmbarkVet.com for supporting Back to the Beach. You guys can go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $40 with promo code BEACH. Embark is an incredible tool for dog owners that screens for more than 210 genetic health risks across 350 breeds. That's more breeds tested than any other dog DNA test. Okay, you guys, and I finally got my results back. I am so happy to share that Kona is in fact 100% German Shepherd. (laughs) I was really happy to hear that because I was pretty sure she was, but it is nice just to know. And other... Great news is that she is not at an increased risk for genetic health conditions that they test for. So now I just have peace of mind, which makes me really, really happy as a pet owner. Obviously, we want to hear that good news. Did you know that 75% of dogs are at risk or a carrier for a genetic health condition? If you do get a serious health result, which I'm so thankful that I didn't, but if you do, Embark will reach out to you and one of their experts will talk you through it. As a dog owner, I really thought that Embark was such an easy choice. The process was really simple. It's a really easy, simple cheek swab and you send it off. They give you free shipping. And Embark is found to be the most trusted dog DNA test based on a blind study of 2000 dog owners. In addition to the genetic health screening and breed identification, Embark offers the mystery relative finder, which offers the ability to find your dog's relatives from close to distant. Embark will tell you, based on science, how much DNA your dog shares with other Embark dogs in their database and offer you the ability to connect directly with them. The test also helped me find some of Kona's relatives, which I thought was really interesting. Embark offers the most scientifically advanced dog DNA test. Their test analyzes more than 230,000 genetic markers. That's over twice as much genetic data as the competition. And right now, Embark has a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and purebred kit for our listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $40 with promo code BEACH. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code BEACH to save $40 today. Trey, how do you feel you were portrayed? Do you feel like it was an accurate presentation or were there things that you were upset about?
0: I've always been aware that in any one of these things, they can creatively cut you so that you look like the smartest person in the world or the biggest dumbass. I don't know if it was me or I don't know if it was they needed this character to be a certain way, but there were times that they probably could have killed me, you know, dumb, some dumb thing I said and they didn't. But when I was watching it, when they would send you the VHSs like, you know, two weeks before, a week before, or whatever, like
2: 24 hours before.
0: I wish we got
2: your your memory is a little foggy yeah. there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least mine mine was set the day
2: before. There was no stopping those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: when I watched it it was like we talked about like hearing your voice in the answering machine like ooh, is that you know me but at the same time I had people say I came off okay which is kind of nice to hear, you know, cuz when I thought that I was being embarrassed by the world I had people say, you know, I was sort of okay with it. So and that that show like dude Who knew that that show was going to be like that? We didn't. I know. We thought it was going to bomb. Like, we thought it was just going to disappear. Like, we didn't see any shots of how it was looking. I mean, I guess we saw the pilot. But even that wasn't enough to understand what it would be. No,
2: we thought we were exploiting MTV. We're like, let's get a trip to Catalina, let's get some jet skis in Cabo, let's get these hotel rooms and parties. Like, yeah. like oh, like they're gonna pay for all this stuff and like, yeah, yeah.
0: And then we'll just leave, leave it go. behind for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. No one's ever gonna no see it. There, no huh. it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Wow. Is there anything that you would want to redo if you could go back?
0: God, what would you redo in your life if you could go back, you know?
1: I mean, it might be hard for you because to your point, you did come off very well. (laughs) I'm even watching it now going, wow, Trey really had it all together. So if you don't have anything, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: (laughs) I loved Active Young America. I would have loved to have done something where we brought other young kids from a different community in the area together and like actually try to do something political to show the organization part of it rather than just a fashion show and like a, you know, a coffee shop concert. And I think the idea of Active Young America, which is about basically like a collective of young people getting together for what young people care about, you know, how schools right now, like parents are telling you what what books you can and can't read. And like, I just keep asking, what do young people think, you know, who are in the schools where the books are, you know, like. I just think that there's a lot of unionization of young people that all young people care about that I could have done a little bit more with. Yeah. And not walked around with one sleeve (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt.
1: Some of the fashion choices. Wow. There's a a
2: great little piece where you're talking about the fashion show and then you're gone and then you just zip away on the sector nine out of the back of my car and around the corner. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you remember where (laughs) you were going? Or did you stop and like pick up your board and walk back up and be like, (laughs) All right, we can hang out now normally. (laughs) (laughs) I think it might have been something like that.
0: And it's funny. They have all these creative edits that come in there. And, like, I just watched that episode. I, like, come around the corner, and then it has me weaving down the street. And then it has (laughs) me take a ride on my corner. They just put a weaving down the street between where I took off (laughs) and where I came around the corner. Uh, And, you know, I got to say a shout-out to some of the producers and the cameramen on the show and all that they were so nice a lot of them and our best interests were with them and they I think they did a really good job with us you
1: essentially became like a little family with the whole crew which I mean I remember at the end of filming I was always sad because it wasn't just saying goodbye to filming the show it was saying goodbye to everybody that worked on the show so it it was a sad moment
0: yeah
2: yeah you definitely get a full family bond going with everyone and MTV did do a good job of some good people around us, and those directors and and yeah. camera crew, sound people, every, yeah. everyone that was working on the show that we dealt with, we became very close with. I Actually, you know, and this is a funny story, Trey. Remember how I was on the waiting list for my dorms. So when I go to college, I go and stay at your parents' condo in downtown San Francisco. Yeah, I think it was your mom who found out I was on the waiting list and I was maybe going to live like miles and miles away um, outside of San Francisco and I was going to commute until I got off the waiting list. But Judy was, was nice enough to let me go into the condo. And so I stayed there. MTV was, of course, thrilled because they're like, look at this, this house that Steven's walking into. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, of course, this kid from Laguna Beach will go yeah. live in this beautiful <laughs> condo as he's going away to college. I actually went up there. I said, you know, goodbye to my parents on the driveway. And then I caravanned with two MTV minivans behind me from Laguna all the way up to college when I went to school and we got there and the crew helped me unload my boxes into your condo. (laughs) And I do remember, and I know we'll get to this one point that that sticks out is they had me do this like phone call, which was a pivotal moment in the show and they made it like a breakup point for Chris and I. And I actually don't remember how it all lined up, but I just remember it just being something completely different than what we had discussed and we'll get to it. But There's that little scene where I'm sitting there, I think with some boxes and in the, you know, on the windowsill of of the condo in San Francisco before I went to school. But they were there for that. They moved me into college uh, I actually sweet. remember some advice that I got from so yeah, uh-huh. Over uh-huh. Tina, one of the directors. Tina was surprising. like,
0: "It's nice." She was like,
2: yeah. "All right, don't forget to mix in a water." Uh-huh. <laughs> just like, oh, "That's the number Sage one advice."
1: advice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> couple drinks, then have a water. Couple drinks, make sure you mix it. Yeah, water. because they
1: saw how we drank on the show. They're like, "These kids, they need some water." <laughs> oh yeah,
0: so the red cups.
1: Oh, forget
0: it. Oh yeah. How do you
2: remember how they would they would come on and be like, guys? we're not allowed to have alcohol here. So no alcohol is (laughs) allowed on set. It's just the statement on camera. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Support for everyone to know, we can't have alcohol here.
1: Well, (laughs) Trey, one of the main questions that I've always gotten has been, who do I keep in touch with? And I've understood it, but not really so much until now I'm talking to you because I'm actually genuinely interested in who you still talk to from the show.
0: It's Dieter, Steven... Holster. I see Lauren sometimes when I go home, and we used to see each other a lot when she would come through New York. I don't see you enough, Kristen. That's I know we line. have to
1: change that.
0: <laughs> Can you get out? I mean, just come on out. Sure, no problem. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll be right there.
0: <laughs> Bring the kids. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bring
1: the kids. London's yeah. very friendly. Yeah.
2: Well, I think what's, what's a little more realistic, Kristen, you got to come to Laguna when it's in the summertime, maybe, because we can confirm that a lot of us, whoever's in town or around, when Trey's home, we all get to come back together again and reminisce. We just pick up right where we all <laughs> left off yeah. on spending those times together and, and just being in each other's company. And it's, it's always a good time because can't confirm. Best party I Would love to go back
1: to the best party house in Laguna. We'll have to make that happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, man, this has been awesome. Man, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us. It's, it's been so great to, to share, you know, your story and get a little more backstory. Of course, with how you, you know, arrived at the show and and where you've been ever since. And I think we got a good piece. Trey, of Trey, you are so. very you.
1: interesting. I could have honestly talked to you for hours and hours. I love hearing everything that you've accomplished. What you've done is truly amazing, and it's so good to see your face. <laughs>
0: It's so good to see your face, too. And, like, this is not a fair conversation because I'm, like, in the basking light over here. I'm getting all the questions. <laughs> but what I really want to do is get you guys offline. I know. And talk that to would be t- fun. <laughs> That's how we not did it. This, is, <laughs> this has actually been very nice. This has been fun to, like, catch up on all this and remember it all. But I really – I miss you guys. I would love to see you soon. I know. I miss we you, miss too, you. man.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy you're doing well.
0: You, too. All
1: right. Well,
2: with that, we say – bye to trey and look forward to talking to you guys next week we will be moving into episode four which i haven't watched yet i don't know the title of it yet but i'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's it'll be, be good full of
1: yeah, we'll have some gems all sorts
2: of great moments that we get to discuss <laughs> Absolutely. In the so tune in we'll talk to you guys next week
1: Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti.
2: We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us.
1: You can find us on Instagram at DearMediaStudio, Dear Media Studio, BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti.
2: Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA0.
1: And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review.
2: Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti.
1: Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson.
2: Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor.
1: Music supervision by Jonathan Lane.
2: Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi.
1: Cover composed by Steve Shebby.
2: And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostic.